Halloween and welcome to Paranormal Hotline Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all aspects of the paranormal from were beavers to bees' knees. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by my co host, Oshin. Halloween. 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 <laughs> I don't know. The don't band Ween. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing this week, Oshin? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I, I cannot complain. Have you got anything paranormal to tell us this week? Anything that's happened to you? Uh, no, and I thought there would be because I was staying for an extended period in that house where I saw the UFO and it was like I was alone you were staying I was in the, staying haunted, in the house. haunted house alone <laughs> um, except for me and the dog during the day and you know the way that dogs do be um, just staring into the nothingness yeah uh, but no nothing actually <laughs> yeah. same as yeah, you then exactly you like, you know, not a thought going on between these years but uh, it's not paranormal it's just it's actually incredibly normal it's just weird uh, and genuinely terrifying is we've had this crazy fog yeah like all day today yeah all day yesterday the fog is back baby and, uh, <laughs> it's fog season baby it's a nightmare to drive in <laughs> it is it really is it's very dangerous <laughs> um i kind of had something paranormal ish just happened to me like minutes ago so i'm gonna tell you about that so as you know i'm going on an important trip this week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my aunt is coming to stay and mind the cats for me and i haven't seen her in a while me and my aunt were very close we used to look after my grandmother together but before she passed away we kind of like took it in turns doing stuff for her and uh first time seeing her in a while she came over i was showing her where the cat food and stuff was and there's a a saint bridget's cross that's been up on my like, like up up on the wall for a long long time i got it from my nan it was one that i made her this year and i made it before she passed and then she passed and i took it with me mm-hmm. and it just fell off the wall oh. like never moved before never nothing ever happened to it it's been up there for months and it just fell off the wall and my aunt came over and we were talking about my nan ah, so it was very strange very strange thing to happen <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I mean, you, you know, you could easily say it's not paranormal, but I just thought it was a very strange thing that, you know, yep. it was just weird that because my aunt was only here for a very short time and that just happened to happen when she was with me in the room. It was very strange. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a perfect timing almost. Mm. Let's say it's a good omen. Anyway, that spooked me a little bit. So I'm in a, I'm in a spooky mood now. Okay, good, <laughs> so good. It's a good time to t- start telling some spooky stories. So this story is actually from our local community and it's about a ghost or a specter that's seen called Petticoat Loose. And we've talked about this before in the podcast. Mm, this is kind of like a, almost like a famous ghost in our region, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you'd hear about it, like. Yeah. Some people like, I know the way you had, what was your ghost in the woods called? Willie, Willie, w- Willie the, woods? the Woods. Well, you know, that's that's, a, that's an Oshin family yeah. specialty. Yeah, well, a lot of people in Waterford, the area that we're from, they would use Petticoat Loose to kind of scare their kids. Like, don't go about too late, Petticoat Loose. Petticoat Loose will get you. And Mm -hmm. she was always kind of like a scary figure in in our local area. So I'm going to cover this today because I don't think I had ever heard the full story of Petticoat Loose, who was a real person. And uh, I don't think you've ever heard it before either, have you? I haven't heard the story. She did show up in some of the folklore projects. Yeah. I have I have one of the stories later on in the in the folklore collection. Excellent. It's a, it's a pretty interesting story. So let's press on, shall we? So our story begins in the late 19th century in our home county of Waterford, Ireland. A young woman was born into a fairly wealthy farming family and the family named her Mary Hannigan. So that's actually Petticoat's human name, mm-hmm. person name. That was her birth name, Mary Hannigan. 
It's a very Irish name. Yep. She was the only child in this family. So they were like fairly wealthy and she was the only kid that they ever had. And because she was an only child and they had no sons, she did all the work of a man on the farm. So growing up, she was like helping her dad move things, you know, farming the land. So she grew up to be like a very strong and tall woman. She was about six foot tall oh. by accounts and absolutely yonked. I'm picturing like Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> sized woman walking around. Now, yeah. probably not that big, yeah. but... <laughs> out, out, out doing the farm chores. Yeah, drinking all that milk, uh, getting... Beefy. Yep. She was really strong for a woman at that time. And uh, this is the same period as like hedge schools in Ireland. So we're, like we were still a fairly poor country, mm-hmm. but her family was well off and she had no siblings to fight for food. So she was just like this really, really strong woman, which is not very common in Ireland. She wasn't just famous for her strength, though, which she was famous for. She was more well known for her dancing, actually, when she was alive. Oh. She was the best dancer in the region. And some people said she was the best dancer the region had ever seen. No man or woman was able to keep up with her dancing skills. And this is partially where her nickname comes from, like partially oh. where she gets the name from. So the story goes, there was a wedding in the neighborhood with, you know, drinking and dancing, as you do at all weddings, yep. well into the night. Mary being the absolute unit that she was, she was able to drink as well as she could dance. And she was very well known for her drinking abilities as well. And as she spun around in a drunken dance, the button on her skirt got caught on a nail and the button burst open and her skirt fell to the ground. Oh no. uh, which, you know, is is like back then was like... That's oh, it. You know, scandal. <laughs> you could see her underskirt. Scandal. The scandal of the century. Uh, but the people who saw it were like absolutely delighted. They were like laughing and jeering at her all night. This is the incident that earned her the name petticoat ah, loose it it's not actually like lewis like you know like i, I picture like uh was family guy <laughs> like loose <laughs> but it's actually loose as in like the her petticoat was loose on her mm-hmm. and they got caught in a nail and got ripped off uh some people even called her petticoat lucy over time but she did get like a, a proper nickname that stuck which she hated <laughs> she hated this nickname so much and not being one to take a foul comment lightly there was soon fists flying in all directions as mary landed punch after punch on anyone who mocked her so <laughs> Anybody like like literally at this wedding, anybody who laughed, she just lunged at them and she was massive. So she's just <laughs> knocking these lads out left and right. But I feel like that just kind of like solidified her nickname even more. Yeah, that, that's it. Like that's you just become notorious at that stage. Yeah, that, that's her own baptism right there. <laughs> Poor Mary. We've mentioned Petticoat Loose a few times on the podcast, but I think it's time we properly cover her story. Mm-hmm. So it's an important one for Waterford region, but I also think it's probably one of the most unique ghost stories in Ireland or cryptid. I don't know if this is like a cryptid or a ghost because it's hard to tell. I don't know what category you'd put Petticoat Loose into. Anyway, I'm with the rest of the story. There was one guy who was also fond of dancing in the town and he was also a really, really big man. He was the only one who could keep up with Mary. And they got on very well, so eventually they ended up marrying. It was also said that Mary and her husband had difficulties with their herd of cattle and often added water to the milk to make it go further. Which was probably a very common thing at the time to add water to the milk to kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know. Probably. Make it last longer. And you know the Irish. We love to start rumors over shit like that. There was rumors by some that when Mary's milk was added to tea, it turned it blue. And some locals whispered that she was actually a witch or a fairy in disguise. Uh I'd pay good money for milk that would turn my tea that's, blue. That's, that'd be cool. That's some 
uh, Star Wars yeah milk there you know i love that like the milk isn't blue going into the tea it's just like when you mix it with tea it turns blue yeah yeah oh yeah i wonder if there's like some science behind that like some sort of chemical reaction going on i don't know i I do know like there's a kind of like if you make tea with like pea blossoms the flowers of those like it's blue and then it'll react to whatever like acidity gets put in on it all right it goes like a purple oh that's like adding citrus yeah 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 yeah. that's cool maybe she's feeding her cows maybe lemons or something yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know so already people didn't really like Mary probably because she was very different from the normal Irish girl you know if you're different you just get made fun of and that's kind of what the case was for Mary Mm -hmm. now Mary had been married a year when one night she and her servants were milking the cattle when they suddenly heard a blood curdling scream from a nearby field a servant girl began to run towards the field to help whoever it was that was screaming however she was soon stopped when a milk stool hit her square in the back of the head knocking the girl out when she woke up Mary told her that she had hit her with the milk stool and that the servant girl should mind her own business and deserved it for not finishing her job Whoa. so she just <laughs> grabbed a stool and threw it at the back of this girl's head when she went to go investigate the scream and knocked her out cold Mary's an absolute beast she's also maybe unhinged I don't know a little bit yeah but After that night, Mary's husband was never seen again. Oh. The locals concluded among themselves that Mary was having an affair with the local hedge school teacher. Uh, A hedge school, for anybody who doesn't know, was an illegal school. Uh, The Irish weren't allowed to go to school, so there was lots of hedge schools around the country at the time. That's just how it was. But she was having an affair with the school teacher, supposedly. And the locals suspected that he had killed her husband that night. And that's what the scream was in the field. Oh. When she was asked of her husband's whereabouts, Mary would simply answer that he'd gone away and that he would return someday. <laughs> and nobody would like, like, you'd be, no one would ask her this question because <laughs> everybody was scared of her. Like, she had a temper. And if you brought up her husband, she would just like, he's gone away. She start says, starts rolling you. up the sleeves. Like. <laughs> He'll be back someday, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I like, She could probably just bear hug them to death by the sounds of it, to be honest. A few years later, Mary was having a few drinks down in the pub when she was challenged to a drinking competition. Now, she'd already been drinking that night when somebody challenged her to this. And she was well able for her drink, so she accepted it. She was drinking against a workman from the local area. So this is a man that she was against. And uh, they placed half a gallon of beer before her and she downed it. You know, no bother to her at all. She just chugged it all in one sitting, just one go. And uh, She was bragging about her drinking skills when she suddenly just slumped forward on the table and died. Scandals. What a way to go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that's how Mary Hannigan died. <laughs> how many points is there in a gallon? Because I can't think an imperial. I can't think an imperial. No, not at all. Let me take a look. Eight pints. Yeah, but she had already been drinking at that stage, so I suppose eight pints is quite a bit. Eight pints in one <laughs> sip. <laughs> in one sitting, yeah, I suppose that would kill you. That one could big kill you. slurp, like you know. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be drinking eight pints from uh, one end of the night to the other. Ah, you would though. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. You would. You would. It's a long night, you know. <laughs> Twelve-hour night. I've done it before. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> no, not like Mary was. And here's one of the weird things about this story. She died without a priest visiting her, right? Which was considered bad at the mm-hmm. time. You know, you need to get your, your final blessing or whatever. Uh, there was a massive wake in the area for Mary. And I assume lots of drinking at the wake as well. But get this, right? Even at her burial, there was no priest. They had the wake, no priest. Buried her, no priest. Isn't that so weird for like that time? That is very, that is very weird. Yeah. The priest wouldn't bother to come and see her. She was not a religious woman. I think she was actually very anti-religious in her time. And this is where things get kind of uh, paranormal. This is where we go from Mary Hannigan to Petticoat Loose. But before we get to that, folks, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. 
We are an independent podcast, so we do literally everything. We do the researching, the writing, the editing, posting, all of that ourselves. And the Patreon just helps us keep up with the cost of running the podcast every week. So if you're listening each week and you enjoyed the podcast, please consider supporting us. And if you can't afford that, that's no worries at all. You can help us out for free by just rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. And we, we really appreciate that anytime anybody rates it. So thank you so much. And thank you for keeping the podcast going. So yeah, she was buried. No priest. No uh, blessing. Nothing at all. Just dug a hole in the ground and dumped her in there. Yeah, nowadays they'd be trying to... Like, even still, they'd be trying to get a priest here. Like, cause yeah, I've, I've, nowadays, though, the priests get paid for it. I have no intention <laughs> of, of a priest, you know, coming near me. No. But it would be weird... Me neither. It'll be weird to the people in the community if it was to happen tomorrow. Like, yeah, um, you know? my grand-uncle was buried without... Uh, a priest mm-hmm. no blessing or anything just cremated which is, is very strange that's the only time that's ever happened um, well I thought it was pretty ever cool ever in the history of Ireland first time it's ever ever happened <laughs> I meant like in my yeah, family I know, I know. Um, <laughs> he was a bit of a wild one about a year after she passed there was a big dance in the town you know everyone comes down for the big dance very good. and uh, some of the men went outside for some fresh air well, maybe two or three of them and shortly after they come running back into the hall and they claimed that they had seen Mary, or as they called her, Petticoat Loose, outside on the pier in the yard, watching them. So they come running back in and uh, tell everyone in the dance hall. Nobody in there wanted to go out and check if it was her. Because like, even when she was alive, she was a scary woman. No one wanted to see her unalive sitting out there. So nobody left the dance hall again until the morning. <laughs> because they were afraid of seeing her. They just stayed in there <laughs> all night. No, no opportunity for three men to walk home from a dance. They tried their best. <laughs> Petticoat Loose is having other, other ideas. So after that night, Petticoat Loose was seen in many places around the area. And most now believe that she had become a witch. So that was kind of the local gossip. The witch of Petticoat Loose. I don't know how that di- how that happens. Like, she died. How did she become a witch? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it, Ghosts can be very loose in terms of, like, naming something a ghost story we found out in the last uh, folklore episode. They're like, ah, yes, a ghost story. That's true. And it's just like something weird happens. <laughs> Yeah, that was true. So this is kind of like the main story for Petticoat Loose. This is like the big one. Mm -hmm. One night a man with his horse and cart was traveling down a dark country lane when he came upon Mary standing at the side of the road. Now, she had been dead at this stage a little while Mm -hmm. and the driver didn't want to stop for her. So he kept on going even though she was trying to like stop him. Uh, But as he was passing her, she jumped up onto the cart anyway. (laughs) And this is where the story just gets wild. So once in the cart, she decided to punish the driver for his reluctance to stop for her, and she raised her left hand into the air and declared, I have one ton in this hand. <laughs> it dropped down. The horse slowed down a bit, and then as the cart was getting heavier, he kept walking. And then Petty goes, raised the other hand, and announced, I've got one ton in this hand, and then dropped it onto the cart. And the horse is like still slowing down a little bit more. And then she smiled and she goes, I've got one ton in this leg and I've got one ton in the other leg and I've got one ton in me belly (laughs) and like obviously that's a lot of weight for a horse to pull Uh, so the horse just fell down in the middle of the road and died (laughs) trying to carry petticoat loose with her tons of arms Uh, yeah so upon seeing that petticoat loose hopped off the cart and ran away laughing like a maniac like like a little child who just pulled a little prank she was like <laughs> ran off into the field just ruined this man's livelihood like <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much because he wouldn't give her lift <laughs> isn't that wild that, that's like wow. the main story you hear with petticoat loose the ability to command five tons 
Yeah, just like summon waif out of nowhere. <laughs> if there's any woman for it, like <laughs> she's able to lift it, no bother. Uh, so it's pretty interesting that soon it became common practice for people traveling at night or like traveling in their car- carts to bring safeguards with them. Like some people brought religious uh, relics, but most people brought kind of older stuff like hazel sticks, uh, knives with a black uh, handle on them. Mm. The same kind of things that you'd use to stop fairies from bothering you. They were now using them against Petticoat Loose <laughs> to try and stop her from killing their horses. And finally, the people grew tired of living in fear because she was literally pestering everybody on the roads. Uh, and they called upon the parish priest to rid the county of Mary and her nightly visitations. <laughs> this is their priest after. So the priest set out that night when he was summoned with a pony in a trap accompanied by two men. After some time, they came across her in a field. So, I don't know, she was just standing in a field somewhere, like a scarecrow. Outstanding in a field. She was outstanding in her field. <laughs> the priest asked her name, and she replied, I'm Petticoat Loose. So now she's, like, accepted the name she's owning it. to this priest. She's owning it now. Yeah. The priest got off of the, the trap, took out a bottle of holy water, and said, I am going to banish you from this place forever. All the devils in hell can't help you now. For all the cruel things you did during your life, especially getting a man to kill your husband. I shall send you to the far banks of the deepest lake in the Knockmealdown Mountains, and you shall be condemned to empty it with a thimble. And with those words and a little, you know, a splash of holy water, Mary vanished in a flash, and she was never seen in that area again. Now, the area that he's talking about with the lake is actually Baylock. Uh, it's the place where she's supposed to still be seen, and it's actually a beautiful lake in a very nice mm. mountain area. According to some people, the thimble that she's supposed to empty the lake with also has holes in oh, it. Oh, it's one of those types. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, it's going to be a painful endeavor if she ever is to empty the lake. That's a proper banishment. And that's the story of how she was, yeah, she was banished by a priest. What do you think of that? Her whole story. I'll keep that up my sleeve in case I ever need to perform a banishment. But uh, <laughs> You're going to say the exact same thing as him. It's, it's, a, go- it's a good one, isn't it? I also like it's that. It's like, good, yeah. the, you know, whatever. She's already in league with hell. Where can we send her that's worse? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the mountains. The mountains. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's, it's, I, I like that she, like, you know, takes back her own name. She's turned it against him. Yeah. Also, she's just, yeah, like, yeah. wielding categorically supernatural power. Yeah. Yeah, she is, yeah. Uh, just a, the weirdest thing ever. Like Because I didn't really mention it here, but, like, when I was told about Petticoat Loose, mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing was that she had a two-ton handbag, mm. and she would, like, smash you to death with it. <laughs> like, she would just swing it over her head and kill you. <laughs> no, she doesn't even need it. No, she's just got massive arms and legs and a stomach, apparently. Very, very weird story. <laughs> it is. So someone actually did write about her in the Dukas collection. And this is the, the collection Zushin was talking about. The collection of stories that Ushin covered pretty recently, I'm pretty sure. They were basically written down like the 1920s Ireland. Uh, we did a whole episode on it if you're interested in it. But this is what was written about Petticoat Loose. Petticoat Loose was seen long ago in the wood near Lismore Glen. If anybody wanted to pass he would have to give her a lift. Nobody liked to give her a lift because she was nearly a ton in weight in her left hand and the strain of the weight told on the horse of those who gave her a lift. Also, if the person who gives her a lift refuses to drive on or attempts to look back, she would crush them to death with her left hand. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Like, I know that it's just like her left hand, but it just weighs a lot, but I'm picturing like it turning into like a massive hand, (laughs) like Wreck-It Ralph style hand and just crushing them. (laughs) 
One night, as Mr. O'Donnell's grandfather was going home on his horse, she jumped up behind him. The weight began to tell on the horse, so Mr. O'Donnell decided to get rid of her. He knew her power would be gone if she were in water, so he decided to throw her in the glen. He drove the horse into the water, and when she was not looking, he unseated her and she fell in. She knew she would have to be out of the water by two o'clock in the morning or her power would be gone forever. She intended to kill the man and the horse when she got out, so... This man, that's not a bad plan. He crashed mm. his horse into the water to kill Petty Goat Loose. I would wager money that Mr. O'Donnell was drunk and accidentally steered the horse into the yeah. water. And then someone was like, why did you do that? He was like, um, ghosts. We're not. <laughs> it was a ghost. He was like, we're not buying the puka story this time, O'Donnell. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, that's, there's loads of different wild stories about Petticoat Loose, but she is still seen up in the mountains to this day. Some people say that they see her leaning over the lock, emptying it with a thimble, or just walking along the roads. And if you don't give her a lift, she'll crush your car with the, with a one-ton hand, apparently. Uh, so it translates to cars? I don't know. <laughs> I assume it does. Yeah. What is what is a ton in kg? 907 kg! That's heavy. She's packing heat. That is. But yeah, that's the story of Petticoat Loose. I just think that's wild. And uh, people still see her to this day. What do you think of her? I think she's great. It is great, yeah. isn't it? It's such a good story. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this the case of like, this is definitely the first like Irish case. I think it could be maybe the only Irish case of like, you know, the uh, the trope in anime of like the Barrow woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I like her so much though. <laughs> oh, also, apparently she will target religious people in the mountains. So don't wear anything with like a religious symbol on it or Petticoat Loose will drop her two-ton handbag on you and crush you to death. <laughs> uh, yeah, I assume she doesn't like priests anymore as well. No, I, a bad history of priests, I think. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like it's speculated that Petticoat Loose or Mary or whatever you want to call her was more keen on the older Celtic religions than mm-hmm. like the Catholic religion. And I've heard people from the area say that this story was mostly made up to ridicule anyone who doesn't follow the Catholic religion. And it was kind of worse for her because she was a woman and because she was so distinctly different from everyone else because she was so strong. Like, she was a very confident woman as well that all these rumors started flying that her husband, you know, she got her husband killed. Like, there's no proof for any of it, really, that she was a witch. She was just a really strong woman who was, like, very keen on the the ancient Celtic ways. Kind of came back to bite her on the arse. But I think, I like to think that she is like extracting her revenge from the grave. Bit by bit. (laughs) She used her Celtic like powers to come back and start killing people. (laughs) Or bothering people and killing horses. I'd vote for her. I would too. And what I'm really saying is I want to meet the strong witch. (laughs) I want to meet the strong witch woman in the mountains. I want her to crush me with her (laughs) two-ton handbag. But I've, I've actually camped like right next to that lake before. And it, it's definitely got a creepy vibe about it at night. It's it's just the lake is so small, kind of in circumference or whatever you call it. But it's really really deep. Okay. So it just it's just like blackness. That's a bit you freaky. can't see anything in this that lake. That's a bit freaky. It's weird. And I fell asleep in my tent without closing the door <laughs> on a tent. So yeah. There's also like a man buried next to that lake that he was buried standing upright, like out of the ground. Oh. And he's like, you can see his like tomb, tomb or whatever you'd call it. I don't know when it's out of the ground. It's like a tomb, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I <laughs> you know can see his mean. tomb, and he's like standing up so that he can look over his land when he's dead. So it's a, it's a weird area. There's some weird stuff going <laughs> that on is there. A bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand it though as well. Like, what standing up? Yeah. The, the whole like I can understand why he'd want to be, you know, buried standing up. We have a weird thing with land here. Yeah, we really do. 
Um, you can also see three counties from where he's buried as well. Buried? Dead? Wherever he's dead. Yes, wherever he is dead. You can see the three different counties from that area. It's really, really beautiful. We should definitely go up there at some we should, stage we should. just for like a day trip. But uh, we'll have to bring a tribute for Petticoat yeah. Loose. Petticoat Loose on the trail cam. We'll bring her a pint of yeah the, yeah we'll put it we'll put like a pint of beer down in the forest and put a trail cam on it and see what comes along to drink rapidly it rapidly approaching. <laughs> we'll put a keg down right, and then when she drinks it, we can see her like drop dead. <laughs> and then we got her. She's like a Pokemon. Then if you kill the undead, are they un undead? Are they un the cancer dead dead? They come back? Undead. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Undead squared. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's everything I have on Petticoat Loose. Uh, I think it's a really interesting story. I love that it's from our like local area, so I can actually go and see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it is kind of just like another one of those sad tales where it seems like a woman was just persecuted by the church. Yeah, for being outspoken and not meek. Yeah, exactly. But she was a badass. She's a badass in death, and she owned up to her name, and um, now she hunts people yep. down. So... <laughs> Don't be a nun and don't walk through the... Well, don't don't be a nun. Don't walk through the mountains alone at night if you're a nun or a priest, apparently. <laughs> She's like, coming to get you. That's everything we have for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, it's coming up to the spooky season, so stay tuned. We're going to cover some more spooky stories. But we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>